This is the Roaring Elephant Podcast. And we're back again with one of my own mistakes. I made the mistake of looking at LinkedIn and I found a nice picture. And then my co-host Dave, hi Dave, was impressed by the picture. And now we're going to expand the suffering to our listener base. Is that a good, a good recap? I think that's, that's pretty <laughs> solid, yeah. We, we did a... Uh, uh, probably you know a whole five minutes of research to see if we could find exactly where this uh, this originated from, and then you know very quickly gave up and figured we'd talk about it anyway. So <laughs> the the usual quality and standards that you would expect from the Roaring Elephant podcast, I'm sure. Yes, and it always makes my life a lot easier because if you don't know what to, uh, what to record, then I show Dave a pretty picture. He goes ooh, and we have a topic. Yeah, there we go. And the topic today is the quadrology of hyperscalers. <laughs> so Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, Google, you know, they've all got, uh, I, okay, first question, would you consider Apple, oh dear, there's a fail on my part. Yes, that's me with my phone ringing because I didn't put my phone on silent. And I'm not oh, going to get this out so the dear. whole world will know what kind of level of professionalism I have I to live with week it's after terrible. week after week. The suffering is real, people. It is. Again, it is. Uh, patrons, please help us out. I, I need I need money to, to survive this. That's just how it works. <laughs> so as I was going to say, <laughs> would you, like, first and foremost, like, would you consider Apple to be a hyperscaler? Um, no, um, I see this more as a kind of a big tech kind of comparison, mm -hmm. uh, more than hyperscalers. Now, of course, three of the four do have the other public cloud providers, so having hyperscalers in there is good. Also, there's a thing to be said for hyperscalers, not just providing cloud, but providing services. Mm. And Apple does have their movie services, their uh, audio services, so they do have on a SaaS level, at least, on uh, equilibrium. And I do think it's a valid comparison. But obviously, as you can see in the, the graph as well, to be honest, the, the hardware component for Apple will always be much bigger than the other two, of course. I mean, as far as I know, Amazon doesn't really do much hardware at all. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's, there's some things here that frankly do blow my mind. Like the fact that Apple makes... You know, around about 191 billion, uh, well, basically 192 billion dollars from shoveling iPhones out as as fast as possible, which is very nearly the same amount that Amazon makes from their entire online store, <laughs> yep. like 222 billion, like that, like one company sent selling a single product range versus uh, yeah okay maybe they're all basically the same as far as i can see the price isn't <laughs> <laughs> no that's true that's true the prices are very different versus another company that basically sells everything on the entire planet and and like the the amount of revenue apparently is it just blows my mind yeah. Absolutely. And good to know that these are revenue numbers, so margins do not apply here. It's not because yeah. Apple has more margin on their iPhone than Amazon will have on their marketplace stuff, which is mm. obvious. No, this is just revenue. So yeah, you're right. The iPhone, I mean, and it's not even the most sold phone in the world anymore. There's more yeah. Androids out there than, than iPhones these days. Yeah, so, these aren't the droids you're looking for. <laughs> um, 
But it is, of course, also a problem for Apple because if for some reason their iPhone business starts failing because reasons, that's mm. half of their revenue. And basically, mm. that's the, the reasoning behind these graphs <clears throat> is to show how diverse the different uh, companies here are. And uh, to give the cat away from the start, uh, the LinkedIn post I got this from actually commented that Microsoft has the most healthy outlook because they are so diverse. They have a very varied portfolio with different things. Obviously, some are big, some are bigger than others, but one thing falling away wouldn't bankrupt the company. While if you look at the other three, and Google is the worst there, if their mm. main moneymaker drops away, that's ah, a big chunk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if we sort of go to our, uh, our, our core, um, you know, we typically are talking about cloud in some way, shape or form pretty often. And so let, let's, if we were to start at that, um, start at that sort of number, then you've got, you know, unsurprisingly, Google Cloud down at the sort 11% of Google's revenue, and it's around the 28 billion dollars. Then you've got Microsoft with their cloud services at uh, 52.6 billion dollars, and then you've got. Uh, AWS up at sixty-two uh, billion dollars. I think this is something that we've we've commented on before. Like the gap between Amazon and Microsoft um, is is you know, closing pretty rapidly, and even Google sort of catching up. It's nearly at the thirty billion uh, level. Like the it it does feel that over the last you know probably five plus years, um, the, the runaway sort of leadership that Amazon had, at least in terms of revenue, um, is very much kind of leveling out. And both Microsoft and Google have been growing very, very aggressively in terms of like market share, or at least certainly in terms of revenue. Yeah, and I think there's a difference there still that Google can grow faster because they're small. <clears throat> it's always mm -hmm. easier to double your whatever if you, have, if you start with one. Going to two is easy, going to four is harder, going to eight is far, and so on and so on. So Amazon is really dropping the ball here and they will need to do something. But that being said, if you look at a little donut here, it's only 14% of their revenue. So yeah. it's not where their focus lies. And it's yeah. not something that's going to be a problem for the consumers of AWS Cloud because you're, you're just not important enough to have big focus on that company. For Google, that still surprises me so much. And a lot of people I talk to don't realize how small Google Cloud actually is in the in the world. Because mm -hmm. you would assume that all of their APIs, all of their technology, I mean, that's where Google is known for. But from personal experience, I can, I can tell you the Google APIs are horrible to work with. They <laughs> only work half the time. And if they work, then they change it so they don't work anymore. That's basically how I've experienced and kind of threw away uh, all of the stuff I ever built on uh, the Google APIs because it's just not maintainable. And that's, I think, slowing their growth a lot. But again, here, same thing, same story. It's 10% of their full revenue, so it's not their big money maker. It isn't going to get the focus. And that's where Microsoft, I was there when it happened, made a decision, cloud is going to be our future, never going to be 100%. We're going to do more than that, but it's going to be one of our growth pillars. And they went full in on that. And the good thing about this graph is that they actually split out uh, Amazon and Office. Because Office is, of course, a SaaS product, and often they get bundled together. Now, in this case, they bundled both the physical copies of Office and the uh, SaaS service. 
Yeah. That being said, I don't think there's that many physical office uh, copies out there anymore because uh, with the new Office 365, you can't even get a CD of uh, Office anymore. Mm. So that should only be a small part of 24% there. But if you add those two together, then for uh, Microsoft, you do get a 50%. Google doesn't really have something you can add together. I wouldn't put YouTube ads together with cloud because that's ads, that's not mm -hmm. the service mm -hmm. itself. For Amazon, you could put uh, Prime and AWS together in that case. That still only mounts to 21%. And yep. yeah, Apple is still uh, the odd one out, of course. Yeah. I mean, the, the <clears throat> I suppose something that I, I find quite interesting is the, the things that you think of when you think about a company or at least in, in my mind like when i think about apple the first thing to me that comes to mind is like is the iphone and sure enough that's um that's 52 percent of their revenue like when i think amazon my my sort of natural thing that i think about with amazon is their online store and sure enough that's 51 percent of their business um when i think of of google the first thing that to me that comes to mind is is search and sure enough it that's 58 percent of their business but the first thing when i think about microsoft is like the, the the natural thing that i think about is is windows and that's only 14 percent of their and their their, their revenue nowadays I, I find it really frankly fascinating how um a as to your point like how diverse their um uh their sort of sort of portfolio has has grown um but it just it's sort of it's interesting to see how things have evolved so like one thing would be um the fact that uh i'm assuming yeah so five percent of the revenue or 8.5 billion is um search ads through bing um i wonder how much it costs <laughs> to actually develop bing is that was that worthwhile um well i'm gonna put a pin in that one because i want to go quickly it's a small remark on the windows uh, remark you made because mm. one thing you have, should also realize is that that's 14 percent at 23 million uh, billion dollars million million come on you millions we're talking <laughs> billions here bigger numbers bigger numbers yeah, think big uh those are actually local all coming from oems because as a person, you mm. don't have to pay for Windows anymore. If you're a bit savvy, you can get a free copy easy. But it's the the Dells, the the the, yeah. uh, the, the laptop vendors, the PC vendors that actually bundle Windows yeah. with it. That's where most of that money comes from, which is even weirder. Um, the Bing angle is actually a nice one because it's something that Microsoft has worked on a long time. They've been trying and trying and trying. Yeah, I mean, five percent is nothing to sneeze at. It's 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 there. It's exists. I mean, it's it's 8.5 billion. I wouldn't say no to 8.5 no? billion. Ah, I don't got a bet for less than 10. Um, <laughs> but I'm very curious what's going to happen in the future here because the whole uh, chat, uh, GPT, whatever it's called again, uh, Microsoft has a big stake in, in OpenAI already. They were kind of the, the, the money lenders to make that thing happen in the first place. And have been, yeah, the DALI has also uh, added to their portfolio. And now they're talking about integrating that into Bing. And if they do get their 10 billion stake in there with 49% of all shares of that company, <clears throat> they can effectively block the other three from using it mm. pretty much. So at that point, 
depending, of course, how good chat GPT is, because I have seen some kind of hilarious results of that, uh, mm -hmm. from that as well. But still, it is a technology looking at comparing Google and Microsoft here, because Amazon doesn't do that much on the ML AI front, to be honest. But you'd expect Google to be at the forefront of all of this AI power. Actually, it's not. It's Microsoft. And where Google has their search engine optimized by the algorithms they use, AI algorithms will probably trump whatever mm. algorithm Google is using. So they will need to have an answer for that. I'm very curious to see how in the next 12 months uh, the search experience is going to change. Because to be honest, I'm using, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something horrible here. I'm using Bing more than uh, Google search these days. Uh, that's primarily because I use Brave as a browser, and they, by mm. default, the Brave search is actually a federation of the Bing search. And that's also something that I'm not sure if it's in, it's in these numbers, yes or no, it probably is. But a lot of the non-Google search engines out there are actually leveraging Bing underneath. Just like Street View maps are being used by a lot of third-party mm. mapping services, Bing has also that. And Google doesn't do that. You have Google search, mm. and that's Google search in the end. But all of the other searches out there, even um, uh, what's the, the totally private search? Thank you, DuckDuckGo. It's also querying Bing underneath. And there are some commercial links there. So grouping that all together and add the AI power of some chat TDP in that, I think Google uh, may have a problem here. And of course, when mm. Google did 58% Google search, well, that's ads served by Google search. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. It's the ad networks. And yep. uh, probably something we might, we might talk on about next uh, episode is how the uh, advertising space is also changing a lot mm. with Google and uh, Amazon was the other one, I think. We used to have a lot of a big pie, a big part of the pie, also losing that more and more, shrinking. It was revenue. it was actually like um, I think it was Google and Facebook. Google and Facebook, yes, the, correct. The, they were the two sort of primary uh, duopoly of of the online advertising. Uh, but that, as as you say, that's that's kind of shifting. Maybe we'll talk about that next week. But um, it, I mean, something else. This may be something that you were alluding to earlier. I'm not quite sure, but. Um, when you were talking about the the focus of different organizations, you know, AWS is 14% of Amazon's uh, revenue. GCP is 11% of Google's revenue. And Azure Cloud Services is 31% of Microsoft's revenue. Like it is clearly a critical part of, of their focus. Like they are clearly, um, they're clearly investing I would think more into um, into their cloud services um, than Amazon and Google. Like it, it, it does feel like um, this is. I mean, can you put it this way? Can you see a world where Microsoft overtakes AWS in terms yes. of overall revenue? Yes. What do you think the timeline is? Um, well, we have depression going on now. It's kind of makes any kind of predicting horrible but if we hadn't yeah. had this <laughs> this depression going on with the war and everything uh war is bad by the way uh, i would say one to two years with the depression it's going to be one to two plus three to five depending on how long mm. this, the, this uh, hangs around and the reason behind it is that i when you look at the three clouds microsoft is investing in cloud services 
Amazon and Google are investing in cloud technologies. And what I mean by that is that Azure makes it so much easier to consume this stuff. And not just on a technical point, I'm not talking about APIs here. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about the work they're doing on compliance. If you're a government institution in Europe, Azure is pretty much the only cloud you can go to because they have done the work of getting the compliance, the checks and balances, the certifications, whatever in place to make that still not a walk in the park because privacy mm -hmm. is still a thing, cloud act and things like that. But at least they have some kind of stuff there. And if you look here in the Netherlands, Azure has now been officially declared as, yes, government you can go there for anything that's below you have a top secret and then a below a level, below that level, you can go to the cloud. Mm. But so privacy information is allowed to go to, to Azure. Google and Amazon, I mean, Amazon has some compliance things, but typically for their FedRAMP stuff in America, in yeah. Europe, not that much. So it's a problem. And Google basically has almost nothing at all. I mean, I've already sold this, about, talked about this on the podcast, I think, but the big Pentagon $5 billion deal or whatever it was at that time, or $50 billion. The Jedi deal. The Jedi yeah. thing. Uh, Google said they weren't going to offer in because they thought it was military. So they were too good for that. Yeah, right. Basically, they didn't have any of the compliance requirements to be able to submit an offer. So they just were excluded from the start. And again, Amazon, Google, it's something they do also. And putting that compliance stuff in, it's a lot of work, a lot of work without direct revenue, without direct returns. It's long-term thinking. And these two, they just see the cloud and say, oh, people want to pay for this stuff? Great, why not? Azure is looking at it from a point of view, this should be a third of our revenue going forward. And they're really, if you look at the timeline in the last five years, how they went up and it's not slowing down. And now with the depression, there's going to be some movement. People are going to leave cloud. People are going to move to cloud. And I think a lot of the levers will be coming from Amazon because those are the people that went there when it was all dot-com, boom, whatever, and mm. stayed there. Now it's getting tight. They're going to rationalize, and that's where they're going to be leaving. While people are going on Azure these days, I think those, they, they came later. They were aware mm. of what cloud could and couldn't do. So they made a kind of more educated decision. I was going to say educated guess, but <laughs> decision is a better <laughs> word. So they are less likely to turn away very quickly just because things are taking a downturn somewhere. And because of that, so the combination of how, where their focus of investment is and how I see companies moving to and from cloud in this depression time, that's basically why I think Amazon will be surpassed by Azure sooner rather than later. Mm. And again, of course, this is totally stock uh, market advice. You should buy shares and this stuff. <laughs> uh, no, that's not what it is. <laughs> uh, just quickly going back to one of your earlier comments, going back to my spooky past, the general categories are top secret, secret, classified, unclassified. There are many other variations in between, but those are the, the ballpark. Well, there's always one higher up where we don't even know the name, right? I mean, I know the name, but I can't tell you. We'll have to kill you. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's classified. That's not what I was talking about. Um, I mean, what, what else? Like, What else is... I mean, the, I suppose one thing is um, sort of things that are similar in in sort of size. The fact that Google makes uh, more off of YouTube ads than let's see, let's find something. An office. 
Well, I was going to I was going to say then um no, I, no Google makes more off of YouTube ads than or no, makes the same off of YouTube ads that Amazon makes on Amazon Prime subscriptions, like 31.7 billion on uh, the dot. It's not surprising because basically they're selling the same thing but differently. YouTube is making their money by selling ads on a free channel and Netflix is selling a paid channel without ads. Which is going to be changing soonish. But then, again, looking at this slightly differently, um, like Apple makes like nearly as much on wearables, like AirPods, <laughs> just and and makes slightly more on their Mac hardware. Yeah, I'm actually surprised that the Mac is still so high up because I, I mean, if you look at the the Mac uh, offers that offerings that they have, it's dwindling, dwindling, dwindling down with the new processors they built. It's got a bit of an up again, mm. but it's clearly not their focus. Obviously, I mean, comparing the iPhone business to the Mac business, it's like, I mean, a Mac is like ten times the cost of an iPhone. How on earth can it only be making that amount of money while they have the most popular laptop out there? I mean, still go to a conference, you'll see more Macs than anything else. But you will also see more people with iPhones that don't have laptops. Like that's the uh, iPads, not iPhones, iPads. I mean, you can't replace a laptop with an iPhone, but I do see more. No, people no, no. I, I wasn't talking conferences. I'm just talking as a as a whole. There are a lot. There are lots True. and lots of people that don't have. Do you know anybody that doesn't laptops? have a laptop? <laughs> I mean, no people that I know, but no, I mean, there are lots of people. Yeah, like, it's true. That's true, true. It's a consumer device yeah, versus lots a business of, device. Lots of normal people, let's say that, that uh, don't own laptops, that do own iPhones. Okay, so you just told me I'm not normal. Thank you for that. <laughs> not debate, not, not discussing. I mean, we've known that for a very long time, let's face it. Uh, I mean, the other kind of kind of fun thing, I guess, uh, is that, you know, Microsoft makes 15.4 billion from, from gaming, you know, the, the Xbox, the Game Pass, all that sort of stuff, um, which is, oh, let's see, what's a good, like, which is the same sort of amount that Amazon makes from their physical stores. <laughs> I just, I don't know, it's, it's, there's yeah, some really fun kind of that's similar numbers. Comparison there, because the Xbox stuff's going to have a much higher margin. Not the Xbox itself, mm. but the gaming as the Game Pass, of course. Yeah. And then the physical stores, because physical stores barely break even usually. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's one thing I'm also missing, and I mentioned here to, to have not just the revenue, but also the actual profits. Now, most of these things aren't being shared that clearly. Yeah, I mean, they have to share it because they're stock based, but they, they do try to make the muddy the waters a bit to make it, yeah, less uh, useful for the competitors, of course. But yeah. the thing is that Amazon is going to retain a lot less from what they have there than uh, Google and Microsoft. Apple, yeah. same thing, harder company. Now they're vastly overpriced, so their margins are decent. But still, software is the best thing to sell because once you've built it, it's zero cost. Of course, mm -hmm. maintenance, updates, upgrades, not as easy as that, but still margins on software is typically much better than on hardware. And again, you end up with Microsoft because Google's main revenue isn't software, it's ads. Yeah, yeah. But to me, the, the thing that just shocks me to my very core is just this the like amazon selling everything in the world <laughs> 222 billion apple slinging iphones 191 billion it just blows my mind 
Yeah, and it's, in my opinion, not the product, but the marketing. Yeah, I think that's absolutely fair. <laughs> iPhones aren't bad. I mean, they're good products, not, not nothing wrong with them, but uh, mm -hmm. my Samsung phone is just as good a product. But the way that Apple has been able to market their products, their their, their lifestyle, let's just call it that. Yeah. I mean, it's no wonder that uh, the boss of uh, Louis Vuitton is the most, uh, the, the richest person in the world, I guess. <laughs> Anything else? Anything to, else to call out before we wrap things up on our uh, analysis of uh, four big tech players? Well, this is, one thing that really hurts myself but if you can just say okay the rest you know the garbage the other stuff is worth five billion for microsoft and not 20 billion for for, for google <sighs> i feel poor <laughs> <laughs> well the other thing is that apple doesn't have any other stuff no, like they're, they're a very focused um like apple is a very very focused organization like there's there's the smallest thing they have is the iPad, which is 9% of their revenue. Like everything else, like 10%, you know, 10%, 10%, basically 10%, basically 20%, and then everything else is mm. iPhone. It's Actually, now you say that, I think the donut for Apple is misleading if you compare it to the other three, because you should actually bunch the Mac wearables and iPhones together as a single category, because those things, the wearables only sell if you have an iPhone. If you have a Mac laptop, you'll probably have an iPhone. If you don't have an iPhone, nah, you're probably not going to get a Mac, a Mac laptop. So from a risk point of view, those three categories are very uh, four with the iPads and the attitude. That's an ecosystem. You either go mm. for it or you don't. So from a risk point of view, Apple only has two categories. The hardware, let's call it that, and their services. And again, the services then, like, you're, also yeah, very You're not going to have their services without their hardware so exactly. i i would argue that the entire thing is just one big ring of just like i'm in the apple ecosystem or i'm not and if you're not it's zero dollars and if you are it's too much dollars billions yeah and all billions. based on brilliant marketing so any mm -hmm. kind of scandal big one big scandal Ooh. Mm. i wouldn't buy the apple stock <laughs> 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 again no stock advice on this podcast yeah, definitely not. All right. Well, in that case, that is all the time we have for today. You can support this podcast by becoming a Patreon. Every contribution really does help. We are on YouTube. You can like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, all YouTube things. See the pretty, pretty infographic uh, that we'll link in the uh, description notes as well. Please go to www.roaringelephant.org for a link to our Patreon page and for more information about the podcast. You can follow us on Twitter using the at Roaring Elephant tag, and you can also send feedback to podcast at roaringelephant.org. Until next time, my name is Four Donuts Dave. And my name is I'm Not the Co-host that had his phone ring on a podcast recording. Yum. <laughs> we look forward to talking to you. <laughs> And being undisturbed next week. Oh, I want to be disturbed. Goodbye. <laughs> I mean, you are disturbing, but that's not quite the same thing. Well, same for me. <laughs>